الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال الله تعالى في آية أخرى فاسألوا أهل الذكر إن كنتم لا تعلمون سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم I hope all of you were able to stay last night and you were here for the talk on zikr. Now I'm going to shift gears and go back into the workshop mode. And again we are running through the history, theory and practice of Tazkiyah and Tasawwuf. Yesterday we covered the theory, history and practice, all three of Tazkiyah in the, ta- in the Qur'an al-Kareem, in the Sunnah of Nabi al-Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam, and in the Sahaba, Tabin and Tabai Tabin. After that, then when we move to the scholarly tradition, the practice of the ulama of this ummah. For that I need to make a few things clear, especially for those of you who were unable to participate in our earlier workshop series, in which we talked about the seer, hadith, fiqh, usul fiqh, and all of those things. And that is, there is a term that I want to describe and define for you today a bit in detail, and that is the Ahlus sunnah wal-jama'ah. This is a term, Ahlus sunnah wal-jama'ah, and this is a term that has been used by the greatest mufassireen, muhaddisin, fuqaha, usuleen, and mashayikh of the sawaf to describe themselves, and this term has been taken from different ahadith of the Prophet ﷺ in which he is stressed following both his sunnah and following the jama'at. Now who are the Ahlul sunnah wal jama'at? This is a bit of a confusing thing. How can we identify them? So I'm going to suggest to you today what my understanding of this term is based on my years of study and I'm going to be using that term in that particular sense that I'm about to define it right now. The Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah, and I want you to listen to this carefully, because in fact, in five ten minutes, I can even summarize what we discussed when it comes to Hadith and Fiqh and the differences that you would find in Hadith interpretation, Quranic interpretation, legal derivation of legal rules. The Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah are those people who take their tafsir from the Mufassirun who take their gradings of Hadith from the Muhaddisin who take their understanding of the meanings of Hadith from the Ulama of Hadith who take their understanding of the laws to be derived from the Quran and the Hadith from the Fuqaha who take their understanding of the principles of Quranic interpretation from the Ulama of Usul tafsir who take their understanding of the principles of hadith sciences from the ulama of usul hadith and who take their understanding of the principles of deriving laws and legal methodology from the ulama of usul al-fiqh and, and, particularly for today's purpose, and accept the methods of tiskiyah that have been developed and taught by the mashayikh of tasawwuf. All of this is how I'm going to be using the term Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Now, 
this is a very vast and diverse tradition and there are divergent opinions within this tradition. So the second feature of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that if any of the Mufassirun have multiple, even maybe divergent tafsirs of a verse, any member of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah may, if they're a scholar and engaged in scholarly commentary in the Qur'an, may choose to prefer one of the explanations and understandings of one Mufassir over the other, but they will not negate or invalidate the rest of the Mufassirun. Similarly, if there is difference of opinion amongst the Hadith scholars, as there is vast difference in the Hadith scholars, for example, as what constitutes a Sahih Hadith, Imam Bukhari has his own definition of that, Imam Muslim has his own definition of that, Imam Ibn Hibban has his own definition of that, Imam Ibn Khuzayma has his own definition of that, Imam al-Darakutni even critiques some of the Hadith in the Sahih of Bukhari, Different muhaddisin have different understandings of that. Or even if you look at an individual narrator, whether that narrator is reliable enough such that the chain that contains and includes him will be called sahih, different hadith scholars have different views on different narrators. Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah means that we accept as valid all of their views because their views were based on their scholarly knowledge. And they are known and reputed for their taqwa and their ikhlas. So we are not going to be suspect of any partisanship or any bias or any prejudice on their part. But nonetheless, we may choose to elevate or prefer one opinion over the other. That process is going to be based, number one, on peer review. Now here comes the word jamaat. That the other ulama, whose definition do the most ulama follow? So do most of the ulama think sahih is that hadith which is according to the conditions of Bukhari and Muslim? Or do they call sahih that hadith that is according to the conditions of Ibn Hibban and Ibn Khuzayma? So following the jamaat means that we're going to follow the majority, the preponderance, the plurality of the ulama. But even then we will not negate as false the minority opinion. Right? 